this show is not for the easily offended. So if you are easily offended, go listen to something else. Just a quick warning. Um, this episode was recorded while I was driving, and the uh, microphone that I had kept rubbing it apparently against my beard, and I didn't realize it. So there's a scratching noise throughout the whole thing. Listen to like the first 30 seconds. If the scratching is too irritating. I'll understand if you don't want to listen anymore. Thanks. Hello, and welcome to Comic Book Noise. I'm your host, Derek Howard. Comic Book Noise can be found at comicbooknoise.com. And it's part of the Deliberate Noise Network. For more details, please go to deliberatenoise.com. If you'd like to send feedback, you can email me. Email address is Derek. That's D-E-R-E-K at comicbooknoise.com. Or you can call the audio comment line at 734 337. Don't call the audio comment line. I just remembered. Do not call the audio comment line. Alright, anyway. Recently, I picked up the Blu ray. Yes, I still get physical media. For Batman, the Doom King to Gotham. Which. I was pretty interested in for a couple of reasons. Uh, number one, this was not uh, Kevin Conroy doing the Batman voice. I wanted to see what this new guy sounded like, and I completely forgot to write down his name. Oh, by the way, I'm driving. Um, and two, it's because, <laughs> oddly enough, ever since the uh, lockdown uh, happened a few years ago, I've been reading a lot more um, H.P. Lovecraft books, um, not books, but stories, and uh, watching um, stories that were based on his work, and, uh, uh, reading comic books, I've even talked about the tomb on here before, um, and it was, and I, you know, and I've been really into the whole uh, old gods stuff, um, Cthulhu and the rest of those guys. <clears throat> yeah, the rest of them, you know, Cthulhu and his wacky gang. Um, but, you know, I've been, been uh, like I said, watching movies, uh, reading books uh, that are based on, you know, uh, books by Lovecraft and his um, partner, I can't remember the guy's name, it's August or Lane or something like that. You, he, I believe his name was August Derwin. Um, I'm not 100% positive. I'll find out later. Um, but he took a lot of, uh, I guess, outlines or unfinished stories that Lovecraft had, and he finished them or fixed them. Uh, you can kind of tell his stuff from Lovecraft's uh solo work because um Derlane usually had 
the good guys win somehow, you know. Uh, like, I know he wrote The Dark Brotherhood, and, the, you know, the good guys come away victorious. So, even though this uh, story had a lot of Lovecraftian horror to it, as I'm watching it, I because it's Batman, and, and let's face it, Batman always wins in the end. Uh, it, I thought of it as like a, a an adaptation almost of a um, of an August uh, Derlang book. Is August Derlang were to write a Batman story? Although this is actually Mike Mignola who uh, wrote it. He's the one who wrote the original comic book. Anyway, so um, I'm gonna try not to spoil any major plot points. There's some little things uh, that might get spoiled. Um, and of course, it's Batman. So like I said, you know Batman always wins. Uh, there's certain things that you're just going to have to look for um, that you know are going to happen. Anyway, um, there's just, I only took like really two notes. So hopefully I can get a coherent show out of two notes. But uh, before I go, I just want to say that I enjoyed it. Right, I never read the original <clears throat> source material, and if you've been listening for order, quite a while, you know I hate the term source material to refer to comic books. Um, I feel that it's just reductive, you know, and uh, I feel that it's just, I don't know, almost disrespectful to the to the people who created the comic books in the first place, comic book stories and the artwork, stuff like that. So anytime I say source material when referring to comic books, I'm usually just being facetious, sarcastic, ironic. Anyway, um, so I never read the original stories. Uh, I kind of remember seeing them in house ads. Seeing the artwork for him in the house ads, uh, but at that time I didn't know what it was about. Um, oh, there's another book that I wanted to mention. It's, uh, it's a Kickstarter. It was, I believe it's called Fallen. I want to say Matt Wrinkle. I can't remember. And I have, I have it. You know, I bought it, uh, and it's superheroes versus all gods too. Uh, I might talk about that one in the future. Uh, anyway. So, I didn't know what Doom Comes to Gotham was about. Um, at the time, I wasn't reading Lovecraftian stuff, so I wasn't really seeking it out. Uh, there's a story in uh, one of um, Stephen King's collections that was uh, love, you know, based on a Lovecraftian. That was his attempt at a Lovecraftian-type story. And uh, I have to find out which story that was. Now, I want to reread it, you know, because I read it before and I thought, wow, this is kind of overwritten there, Steve. Uh, but then later on, I found out that that's what it was. This is attempt at Lovecraftian um, prose. And so now I want to go back and read it with that in mind. I just have to figure out what story it is, you know. So if you know what the hell I'm talking about that, uh, drop me a line if you don't mind. Anyway, um... So I, I, I like Mike Mignola's work. Um, unlike most people who are familiar with his uh, Hellboy stuff, which is really weird because I have two like library editions of Hellboy um, that I don't even believe I've ever even opened. 
I'm not even sure where they are right now. Uh, I'm more familiar with his uh, work on Cosmic Odyssey. <laughs> you know, I think that's the only thing by him that I know for sure, absolutely, that I have read. Um, and I don't even think he wrote that. I want to say Jim Starlin wrote that. I can't remember. Anyway. Um, but uh, but Mike Mignola, he's, he's very well respected. I've seen the, the first two Hellboy movies. I haven't seen the remake. Um, there was another there was a TV show that he did as well. But anyway. Um, so... No, Knowing Mike Mignola um, and his reputation, I kind of knew what to expect, but uh, it was really, really very well done. Um, I didn't really spend a whole lot of time on the origin story of Batman in this reality, thank God, because I think we all get it. Um, However, they did throw me a bit of a curveball. Um, I'm not going to say <clears throat> exactly what, but they did show the murder of his parents because, let's face it, you've got to show two things in comic books and in comic book related media you have to do. You have to show the death of the Waynes and you have to show the the murder of, um, no, no, no let's, let's keep it to DC. You have to show the death of the Waynes and you have to show Krypton blowing up. You know, I mean, they'd love to do that. But anyway, um, they show the Waynes getting killed, and then they show the guy who do it, who did it, laughing. And I immediately thought Joker, and that just that almost took me out of it. Okay, because it was one thing that I really disliked. I don't know if anybody remembers this, but I really enjoyed the summer of 1989 for me it was a pretty good summer um it was actually like the first time I'd been unemployed for any uh considerable length of time since I started working uh yeah I was 21 22 89 yeah I was yeah I was 22 that summer I turned 22 that summer um but that was the summer that Batman came out as well as Do the Right Thing, two of my favorite movies. So I I like... The only thing I did not like originally about that movie as I was sitting there watching it, and this is a spoiler for a very old movie now, <laughs> was when Batman drove into the Acme um, chemical place where the Joker's men were standing all around. And then shooting at the uh, Batmobile. And he just drops grenades at their feet and drives off. It's like, okay, I know they don't want Batman to use guns. But goddamn, he just blew these people up. Alright? I mean, even if he had just had machine guns pop out of the car and just shot all those guys. At least their families would have been able to um, identify them in the morgue. He just blew up a bunch of people. You know what? He just left kibbles and bits everywhere. And that was the first thing I thought as I'm watching the movies. Like, holy shit. That man just committed mass murder. All right? Because he wasn't in danger. He could have... Anyway. So that's one thing that always bothered me. <clears throat> but the more I thought about it years later, 
and the more that that I've seen other uh, stories tell this, I hate the fact that he made the Joker the one who killed Batman's parents. To me, you know, I didn't really think it was a very clever twist back then, but it didn't bother me. But the more I think about it, the more about it. it's just like it's like lazy storytelling, you know. It's like oh, these two are destined to be, you know villains, I mean, these two are destined to be rivals, and it's like, uh, that makes absolutely no sense, because think about it, it means that by the time Bruce grows up to be Batman, unless Joker was a kid himself when he killed the Waynes, he should be considerably older. Right, and the Batman and Joker in the comic books—they always looked around the same age to me. That's how it was always portrayed. They're around the same age. On the original uh, Batman TV show, Cesar Romero and and Adam West always seem to be around the same age. Okay, but if Joker, who in in the Tim Burton movie was a grown ass man, right, is going to sit there and kill these people, and then what 20 years later he's going to come back around they should no he should be fucking my age and I'll tell you right now I'm not going to sit up there and start a fight with a fucking what 25 to, to 30 year old um, martial arts expert who fucking constantly works out as well as has a bunch of of, of, of tricky gadgets. Hell no, that makes no sense. And the Joker's never really been shown as some kind of of, of genius. His whole thing is, is that you don't know what he's going to do next. And when he does it, he does not hesitate. Okay, I mean, so anyway, so I've, I've just it's, it's never set well with me. Whenever they have the Joker outsmarting people. It's like, oh, where the fuck did this come from? Joker's just a crazy son of a bitch. You don't know what's going to do. It's not very smart. He doesn't plan ahead. He just reacts. Anyway. So, yeah. So, when I saw that, it kind of took me out of it for a second. But, and this is one of the minor spoilers I want to bring up. Joker does not appear in this thing, which, thankfully, I'm glad for that, right? In fact, uh, most of the big four... Batman villains do not appear in this, right? Because to me, the big four Batman villains, the ones that they, that DC could always make big um, events around or movies around, are the, the four original villains that he fought in the Batman movie, the original Batman movie in 1966. Joker, Riddler, Penguin, Catwoman, all right? And the only one of them who even shows up is Penguin. And it's not just some throwaway. He's actually integral to the kicking off of the whole plot. Um, but there are appearances from, let's just say, the, the second tier. Or I should say versions of the, of the, the second tier people. Like um, uh, Mr. Frost. Mr. Freeze. Mr. Frost, Jesus Christ. Mr. Freeze. Um, Killer Croc. Uh, is Kilocrock second tier? What do you think third tier? Anyway, I should do that sometime. I should, like, rank the Batman villains or something. Yeah, I might do that one day. 
All right, um, Two-Face, uh, Poison Ivy, um, maybe a couple others, but those guys are definitely there. And the way that they become who they are are both definitely easily very Lovecraftian as well as something that I could see Mignola writing. Right? Um, I really, really dug it. All right, now, I'm not going to talk too much about too much more about plot because quite frankly I'm getting close to work but there's a question I wanted to bring up something that I've been trying to figure out in comic books for years and I said why is Earth always so coveted by by uh, alien invaders and uh, uh, cosmic horror beings and stuff like that right that's something that I, I, I get it I understand for the same reason why when you're reading American comic books uh, most of the threats are to the United States or can only be solved by the United States. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's just the egotism and the hubris of, uh, of the writer. <clears throat> Not the writer as in like, oh, I'm the greatest thing ever. It's just like, no, we live in a very um, geocentric uh, when it comes to story- uh, storytelling because, I mean, that's just how it is. I mean, if you're from Africa, your character's going to be African, you know? Um, and if you're... Because <laughs> there's this book I was reading, a book series, it's called um, uh, They Came for Night, and the writer was originally from uh, Ghana, but um, so the characters are based out of Ghana and Kenya, and whichever one it is, I can't remember. Um, and I, I like that. So I, I understand because we're on Earth, everything has to have an Earth, but it logically does not make sense. Okay? <clears throat> because there are other, like, um, intergalactic uh, civilizations that are portrayed, and, you know, fucking empires. But for some reason, I want to come to this little podunk backwater berg of, of earth you know I mean I remember I can't remember who it was but I kind of remember that somebody said that there was like uh, I'll, I'll just call it a star seed like um, like maybe a star brand like there's like the next star brand over at Marvel um, which okay or they, you know, like the, the the stories are that there's there's something of of uh, galactic import usually hidden on Earth, and that's why all these people want to come and get Earth. Uh, I thought there was there was one I can't even remember which story it was where they tried to basically say that Earth was like the center of the universe. And I was like, yeah, okay, a little bit uh, on the point there, aren't you? Aren't you text? Um, but that's just the ludicrous. We're nowhere near being the center of the universe. Um, but I don't know. That's that's another thing because you have this uh, this this death cult who's trying to get one of the old gods to come. Okay, to, to, to not only correction, uh, Batman's Earth, voice was done by David. But it has to be he Gotham City specifically. Excellent job, you know, just for and Batman. The, um, right. Okay, all right. So okay. a crap protege that I was so talking they're, they're, about. Yeah, August. Anyway, I don't August know. 
I don't know. Now I'm done. And it doesn't matter because I'm done making a lot of noise. A lot of comic book noise. Take it easy. Oh, my God.